Facilities that offer places for players to use the latest consumer VR systems in dedicated facilities, Williams said. The second element are specialist franchise sites, in China sometimes called VR parks, running the latest VR game systems based on dedicated hardware. And finally, in this category, there are VR arena-scale facilities, which offer VR laser-tag-style experiences. The sites tend to charge customers in two different ways. Either they charge for a set period of time, or they charge an entry fee. Recently, some of the parks in China have gotten so popular, they can do both. While the facilities started out as centers to run existing VR games you can play at home, they've quickly expanded to become places with dedicated experiences built for arcades. Companies like Capcom and Bandai Namco have been investing in game design for these centers lately. Capcom runs a pop-up VR experience that has players strap Vive controllers to their feet and then slip on the headset and hold two more controllers. Once inside the game, the player uses their hands and feet to wreak havoc on a city as a massive monster, stomping, batting their arms, and belching lightning with the controllers. Bandai Namco has an experience that places players in an elevator, jetting to the roof of a high-rise. Once there, players have to walk across a real-world wooden plank to try and save a virtual kitten, depicted as mewling for help, hundreds of floors above the ground. Some centers combine virtual reality headsets or 3D glasses and screens with specially designed guns and place the user in massive moving equipment to heighten the experience. Simuline, for instance, creates VR rides that have players sitting in what looks like movie theater seats mounted inside a hydraulic-powered platform. The movement and VR is also augmented with strobe lights and wind effects. Vive's Styber said an increase in demand is one of the reasons the company is working to expand its content management and distribution system, called Viveport Arcade. The system creates a simple way for VR arcade operators in China and Taiwan to purchase licensing for the games they allow their customers to use. It also greatly reduces the work game developers have to handle when trying to get fees from operators. Essentially, an arcade operator buys time for the game, like one might for a cell phone, and then charges whatever markup they like to their customers. The original fee goes back to the developer, with Viveport taking a cut. Outside of China, Viveport is focusing on the non-game industries, and Valve, which helped to create the HTC Vive headset and software, is taking charge of game licensing. The challenge for arcade operators is that they don't have great content, Stiber said. You and I could take a couple of DVDs and start a cinema, but that's not a long-term, sustainable business. There is really no one providing them with a steady flow of content to run an arcade. They would have to contact the developer themselves and convince them that they're going to get paid. It just doesn't scale. You can't reach out to every developer around the world. And developers, he added, don't have the time to field calls from every potential VR arcade operator in the world. So Viveport and Valve, serving as the go-between, seems to solve both problems. While the companies stand to make a fair amount of money as both a storefront and arcade operator, 
That's not the main reason Vive is getting involved in the VR arcade business. We opened the VR arcade as a showcase to show people what a VR arcade could be, he said. Our hope is to inspire others. And those arcades will mean more and more people are exposed to VR experiences. What I think is super exciting about this is that for the first time ever, we will democratize high-end VR, he said. The problem with VR is that you can't explain it. It's like how you can't explain the Matrix. You have to take the pill and go down the rabbit hole. While VR demo stations have been slowly popping up in places like Best Buy and the Microsoft Store in the U.S., Stiber says the broader access to the technology has a good chance of changing the demographic for VR. It's hard to access right now. We're starting to get some into Microsoft stores and game stores. But very, very soon, our moms are going to...